0: Psychologically, triggers occur so much more than we realize. We hear a sound, we smell a smell, somebody says something that resonates with us, and we react or we think. You know, a lot of the time, that's the way that it is for me. I get a trigger. From so many sources friends, clients, TV, school and it conjures up an experience in my mind, a realistic experience in my mind. And tonight I was triggered again, and it's about a Kent experience and if you don't know about Kent go back and read the per- previous podcast and catch yourself up <coughs> but I remember the Halloween that Kent and I spent together Don't forget Kent was a wardrobe wardrobe designer at Universal Studios so therefore, It was all about dressing up to play the part. So we were going to a party. And it was around the time when Annie Hall was up for Oscar nominations. And it was the thing. And so he wanted to dress me up and do me up as an Annie Hall representation now remember back in those days my security or insecurities ran rampant and I thought let's not get carried away here I'm not going to dress up like a Diane Keaton Annie Hall wannabe but I acquiesced just a bit because I cared about Kent. Kent was my guy. I'll tell you a little bit more about that afterwards. And I thought, let me just step outside of my comfort zone. I didn't think about this at the time. These are all words I'm using now based on my experience. But the, pro- the pro- um, processes were there. So as far as I would let him quote-unquote dress me up, aka Annie Hall style, was black pants, white shirt, bow tie, or tie, not a bow tie, and a vest. I remember I had a vest. It wasn't the most la da la da moment, but I was giving in, I was allowing it to a certain degree, so we went to the party, and we were having a good time, and occasionally I would go out and step out onto the patio, you know, to get some fresh air or something, until I realized people were coming up to me, and they thought I was the waiter. Based on the way that I was dressed with the black pants, the white shirt, the bow tie or the tie and the vest, they thought I was there to fetch them their drinks or their hors d'oeuvres or something. And I didn't get it. This shows how ignorant I was at that time about life And about me in the world in general. I didn't get it. I got it eventually. And I understand why it happened. And it was fine. You know what? In the reality of things, it was fine. It brought Kent and I closer. It gives me something to talk about in podcast But what I remember after the party was something that will stick with me forevermore. Kent told me that he felt like the luckiest man alive to be with me. Not only to be with me, but because others envied him for being with me because I was so good looking and so nice and so natural and I never ever understood that or took that to heart because of course in my mind you've got to be kidding me I could never be any of these things that you're saying I am but again looking back on it and reminiscing and hearing the genuineness in his voice while he was saying that to me. It is something that is going to not only stick with me for the rest of my life, but it's going to be something that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Because as I've explained so many times, Kent Warner really was and could have been the true love of my life, and I fucked it up based on my insecurity. So if there's no other message sent from this podcast and the other ones I've made regarding Kent, don't fuck yourself over with your insecurities. If you're feeling the insecurity, talk to somebody about it. I had nobody to talk with about it. I mean, I had. Remember Paul? Remember Billy, a.k.a. Alicia? I had them to talk about it. And yet, they were so jealous of me and what I had, they would not have been the healthiest people to talk about it with. These days, I realize we have so many more opportunities. Maybe it's because I'm a psychotherapist and maybe I understand that more people are availing themselves of psychotherapy online whereby they can discuss issues like this. I'm getting so many more younger clients in the LGBTQ Environment, who are seeking therapy, and I love it. And I'm here to help. I talked with a client earlier today who's going into sociology or social work as a stepping stone to becoming an attorney. And we talked about the concept of being a wounded healer. Based on the fact that we're both empathetic, we're both compassionate, we both have been through traumas in our lives, and we need to make them work for us. He's 18, he's just starting out, and I'm so proud of him for being aware, because when I was 18, I was nowhere near aware, nowhere. And it took me, I don't know, a couple of decades to become aware, but ultimately I did. And I moved in the direction that I was meant to move, and here I am now. And on top of that, I've lived to tell. Till next time.